This is Scott Vanderpling, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 30. Thank you for joining me once more for our look at everything AE as related to the Artist Edition Index website at aeindex.org. Taking the written word and talking about it. That's what we're doing here. And we'll be looking at everything that happened in May 2019. Now, as far as Artist Edition Index news goes, that's not a whole lot. But let's look at that in a moment. We can first talk about our focus of the show today. And that is uh, not much really. Uh, Nothing particular (laughs) focus. I did have uh, something, uh, some posts up uh, this month relating to the solicits. And then a deal alert and uh, our monthly poll and some changes to the website. So let's talk solicitation changes first because I think that's people know the books that are coming out and they'd like to know if things are changing so let's look at the artist edition index proper and scroll to upcoming books and see what's listed all right so Berkeley Breeds Bloom County artist edition was rescheduled to June 12th 2019 Uh, I just got the IDW retailer newsletter and they are showing it for that date so that feels like a strong indication that we will actually see this book at that date the next change was Spawn Vault edition volume 2 it moved one week to July 31st and the sad news of the month is that the Sandman Overture G.H. Williams III gallery edition moved from May to November 6th so we got another huge jump this was a book that was solicited cancelled resolicited moved moved again so we're getting pretty far into the future here i'd love to get a hold of somebody at graffiti designs anybody who listens to the show or if you know somebody at graffiti or if you are from graffiti i would love for you to contact me scott at aeindex.org would love to get some pipeline into graffiti designs and maybe get some questions answered that would be wonderful that's it for the shipping changes uh, i did update uh, a couple other things uh, the uh, Daniel Klaus Fantagraphic Studio Edition and the Ed Pisker Fantagraphic Studio Edition are now listed uh, in Previews World. It's from the Diamond Previews book solicitations, so it hasn't been um, it hasn't been run in a Previews magazine yet. But um, that should be coming soon. I'm expecting. I think the maybe the July Previews. For September, we'll do that, and then we'll do an advanced solicit for October. We'll see. All right, that's changes. Let's talk about the schedule that I'm supposed to keep here that I never seem to keep. All right, let's solicitations. All right, go to the old solicitations pages. All right. Hmm. This was a weird solicitations month, so there was no... AE format books solicited this month. So nothing reprinting original comic art at its full size. There was a solicitation from Marvel. This will be my first Marvel listing on the site. Had to make a new category for it as a publisher. And it is it is called Ditko is Amazing King Size. This is following in the footsteps of these gigantic books they're doing. They did a 
we've seen a couple, but this is this one's dedicated to Ditko. There was one dedicated to Kirby as well. I think that was solicited last month. Here's the spiel. Steve Ditko is one of the most influential creative minds in popular culture. Steve Ditko is a one-of-a-kind visionary. Steve Ditko is the co-creator of Marvel icons including Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Steve Ditko is amazing. Now Mar- Marvel proudly presents Ditko's incomparable Amazing Spider-Man work in a massive king-size format. From Spidey's debut to the first appearances of villains such as Mysterio and Dr. Octopus, it's like experiencing these classics for the very first time. Ditko's Spider-Man adventures, including the Master Planner saga, an epic considered by many to be the greatest Spidey story, define the spirit of a hero who, was, who has inspired millions. Also featuring a host of bonus material, including Ditko's original Amazing Spanacy number 15 artwork. Collecting Amazing Spider-Man 1963, number 3, 11 to 13, 24, 31 to 33, and annual 1 to 2. And material from Amazing Fantasy, 1962, number 15. Release schedule, December 4th, 2019. This book is 13 and 5 eighth inches by 21 and 1 quarter inches. 328 pages, $100 US. Available at uh, Amazon and pre-order at your local comic shop. I have uh, added it's online, of course, and it's I bolded the part about the f- artwork. Now, the Amazing Fantasy 15 artwork was, I think we've talked about it before, but it was donated to the Library of Congress several years ago, and it's available for viewing. I, uh, I've spoken to a few people who have gone to the Library of Congress and viewed the artwork. You have to make an appointment, but you can do it. And uh, the original artwork, that would have been twice up, so that would have been 15 by 22. This is 13 and 5 eighths by 21 and uh, 1 and a quarter, so it's slightly smaller than the original size artwork. But this may be the only way to see this artwork at this size. So therefore, it is going on the artist's index. It will go in the not, you know, it will go in the uh, reduced size page, but it will get the full review. Uh, Pretty exciting. And then, uh, speaking of solicits, I uh, read the solicits and then pondered, questioned things for a moment. Let me talk about that. IDW didn't list a new book, as I said, but they did offer again, which is, you know, that's the phrasing Diamond uses in the previous catalog, four previously released artist editions or artifact editions, AE format books, as we say on the site. Those four that were offered again for solicitation in uh, August are John Byrne's X-Men Artifact Edition, Jim Starlin's Marvel Cosmic Artifact Edition, Chris Samney's Daredevil Artist Edition, or Somni, I'm never sure, and Frank Cho's Savage Wolverine Artist Edition. Now the reason this stuck with me and I wrote about it is because... John Byrne's X-Men Artifact Edition is sold out at Diamond. It's sold out on the IDW website. sold out everywhere. So I don't know where they're going to get copies of this to offer again in August. Jim Starlin's Marvel Cosmic Artifact Edition is another. And Frank Cho's Savage Wolverine Artist Edition are two more books that have been unavailable for Diamond for months. I actually had a Savage Wolverine on order because I missed it during the initial solicitations. I waited three months, never got it, and then I... Uh, bought it from eBay. It's still never been listed on a diamond. It's listed as backordered. The only one of these four books that is listed available from diamond is the Chris Somney's Daredevil Artist Edition. Now Frank Cho's and the Starlin book are available through the IDW website. 
So therefore, there is some stock available. So three of the four, there is stock. These can be offered again, but not that uh, burn book unless there's a cache of books that they've stumbled across. So if you'd like to see some links to all that information, uh, that's on the website. Check it out. All right, moving along. Let's talk about sales. Like We don't have any diamond sales numbers because uh, there has been no AE format book sold since January 2019. So we're, uh, we got nothing to talk about there. But we can talk about out-of-print sales uh, because this is the May. This is in May that we're discussing this. So we will talk about books sold on eBay in April of 2019. Looking at the sales numbers, this is probably the worst month I've seen for these books online. And I mean that by the number of sales being zero on so many titles. Let's talk about the ones that did sell. Two copies of Alien, the illustrated story of the original edition sold for an average of $90. One copy of the Bernie Wrights and Artifact Edition sold for $158.50. Ouch, that is a bam, that is a big overcover price considering um, the, uh, uh, the new printing which just came out. Now, this was in April, the new printing just came out in May, which I meant to talk about and I haven't. We'll do that in a minute. One copy of Bill Sienkiewicz's Moons and Moon Knights and Assassin's Artifact Edition sold for $124.99. So penny undercover. Uh, and then one copy of Go Kane's Amazing Spider-Man Earth Edition sold for $163.49. Much overcover. One copy of Jack Davis's EC Stories Earth Edition sold for $129. A little bit overcover. One copy of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, the world's greatest artist edition sold for $60.80. I don't know how that happened. That's a crazy price. Way below, less than half. One copy of Jack Kirby's Marvel Heroes and Monsters Artist Edition sold for $50.99. That's a third of cover. It's crazy. Three copies of Jim Lee DC Legends Artifact Edition sold for an average of $114.66. One copy of Jim Starron's Marvel Cosmic Artifact Edition sold for $138.42. A little bit more than cover, but again, can't get it through Diamond, so could get it from IDW. One copy of Joe Kubert's Tarzan and the Lineman Arts Edition sold for $79.99. Three copies of John Byrne's Fantastic Four Arts Edition sold for an average of $97.34. One copy of John Byrne's X-Men Artifact Edition sold for $165. Two copies of John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Arts Edition sold for an average of $96.94. Two copies of Marvel Covers Arts Edition First Print sold for an average of $92.50. So, nice undercover there. One copy of Sergio Aragona's Grew the Wanderer Artist Edition sold for $78.35. Deal again. Four copies of Spawn Vault Edition sold for an average of $188.13. So that, that has been floating undercover um, for several months. And now we got four copies averaging above cover. So that's pretty great for that. Maybe the renewed interest of the solicitation of Volume 2 from last month. One copy of Usagi Jimbo Samurai and Other Stories Gallery Edition sold for $119.99. And one copy of Wally Woods EC Stories Artist Edition first print sold for an one eighty one fifty. So there was if you look at the if you go onto the site and look at the chart, you'll see a lot of zeros this month. Just crazy. And mentioning that um, Bernie Wrights and uh, Artifact Edition new printing, I started to feature on the site now where I will be. I'm calling it out today, and I made a new banner that says new releases. And since the uh, volume of these books has slowed down, I should be highlighting and featuring when a book is released. Get the news out there, get people aware. I uh, also added uh, a link for Things From Another World, and I've added a uh, Forbidden Planet graphic link that's quite a bit bigger than all my other ones, but 
It's a feature offered from ForbiddenPlanet.com. I thought I'd try it. Looks a bit big. Anyways. So that's the... Uh, we did see a book, but not a new book. So new printing, not second printing, which I find interesting. New printing. All right. Something else we posted this month was uh, questions and answers with Scott Dunbeer. Scott has been uh, kind enough to answer some questions I had for him. Um, I started off by emailing him and asking him some questions about the portfolio line. Because this month, I did my last review of the last IDW Artist Edition portfolio that I didn't had not reviewed yet. We'll talk about that in a minute. And now that I've wrapped that up, I want to discuss the line as a whole, do an article, and uh, talk about that. So I had some questions about things, and Scott was kind enough to reply to those. And after he replied to those, I, of course, hit him with more questions. And these questions were just related to ID, Artist Edition's AE format books in general from IDW. So we answered those. This is a uh, Patreon exclusive content, uh, like the previous two Q and A's I had with Scott. Um, if you're a member of my Patreon, that's a uh, dollar a month or more, whatever you'd like to give, uh, then you've got access to these questions. All right, that's uh, that's that. I also did a deal alert this month, and this is uh, a couple just a couple days ago. I like to track pricing if I can on for books and if I see a good deal. Last month we had two deal alerts. If you remember, there was the IDW sale and there was the uh, Wayne Allen Herald sale. So this month there was this Things from Another World had a new sale. And uh, they continue to have Walter Simonson, Manhunter, and Other Stories of Our Station on sale for $60. It's just, it seems like a permanent sale there, but I don't see anybody ordering it. It's odd. It's an awesome book. Check the review. This month's sales, though, interesting, Mad Artist Edition and Mike Zach's Classic Marvel Stories Artist Edition, both on sale for 72 bucks. So the Mad, that's quite a deal. That's a 15 by 22 book, and then the Zach book is, is nice as well. So if you want to get those on a discount, check the uh, site, and you'll see the deal alert post. Well worth checking out. Our uh, A-Index poll is going strong. This month, we had some classic uh, newspaper strip, adventure strip, and uh, again, the poll came courtesy of David uh, Jacoy. And this month, he asked, some of the most inventive and creative forces in comics were working on the golden age of adventure sh- comic strips. But who among them deserves an AE format book? Well, I think everybody who follows the site and probably this podcast says all of them deserve a book. But there was voting anyways. And it, with no surprise here, Alex Raymond, Flash Gordon, this is the last day, so there could be a landslide of voting, but I doubt it. Uh, Alex Raymond on Flash Gordon just killed it, took the lead. But what surprised me was Chester Gould on Dick Tracy came in second. Milton Kniff on Terry and the Pirates came in third. And then we've got Hal Foster on Tarzan and Phil Davis on Mandrake the Magician is last. I mean, if I could vote for more, I actually, I mean, of all things, I do want the Raymond. But when I was looking at the voting, I thought, wow, what deserves my vote in this category? I really thought... Um, early Mandrake the Magicians are awesome. Maybe I should have went Mandrake, but I at least expected Foster to rate higher than what he did. Uh, as always, the uh, the poll goes up on the 15th and runs to the end of the month, and I put up uh, images from the strip so you can get some samples and know what we're talking about. That's just a fun way to interact on the site, and I uh, encourage everybody to come and do that. Uh, another post that came up one at the up at the beginning of the year. I'm sorry, at the beginning of the month, there's something I had missed from Tripwire, and um, they were kind enough to uh, retweet it to me, and then I missed that on Twitter. So I did put it up, anyways. 
and they had a Q&A with Scott Dunbeer about the 20th anniversary of IDW and his time there. And I think that we've seen those answers before, but one question was interesting, and it was, how do you think the market has changed since IDW has launched? And he wrote, well, between my output and the other publishers who capitalized on our success, there are a lot of AE books out there. In the early days, there were collectors who would buy every volume. That doesn't, that just doesn't happen anymore. People are being much more selective in their purchases, and by consequence, I need to be just as selective in the books I choose to do. I thought that was a great answer to a question that we ask a lot on the forum. You know, where are the books? IDW had that monthly schedule, and then they've really dropped to very little. Uh, at this point, IDW released one book in January. They're going to have one book out in June, and then there is another book on offer for July, and that's the Walter Simonson Star Wars with Tom Palmer. We'll have to see if that actually comes out or not. It's always a question, right? Well, they, these books are always delayed, but how delayed will they be? That's what we've got to ask ourselves. I guess now is a, time, a good time for me to circle back, and since I realized that uh, I didn't give the spiel, um, the Art Station Index can be found at aindex.org. You can find me on Twitter at, uh, a, at aindex. On Facebook, at uh, Facebook slash Artist Edition Index. And uh, you can support the site through Patreon, as I said before. Uh, links are on my site. Um, and as well, now I've added a PayPal me. If you don't want to do a monthly support, but you'd like to say, hey, love what you're doing, here's something. So there's now, uh, I've got a PayPal me link on, the, uh, on my About page and the AEindex proper page. So those are available. As well, I noticed... Um, that I have a, my, I had to become a patron button. Uh, it's at the top and bottom of every review, and it was also on the uh, index and about page, but I noticed it's a script, and it can be easily blocked if you're blocking ads or such. So I removed that script and just added it as an image with a link. So maybe that'll get a little bit more exposure. I really need to record the blurb at the beginning of the show and maybe a mid-show blurb so that I get the wording right as opposed to me making it up as I do and then getting it wrong. Uh, we'll see for next time. Uh, reviews are slim pickings this month, and I apologize for that. Um, I was going strong on the portfolios uh, last month, but then this month I've slowed down one portfolio, no books. Uh, I've been working on some other stuff. Uh, and, uh, yeah, this was the Walter Simonson's Ragnarok Artist Edition Portfolio. Give you the blurb. Walter Simonson's Ragnarok Artist Edition Portfolio features all 12 covers, main and variants, from the acclaimed writer-artist's first six-issue story arc. Simonson, an Eisner Award-winning creator of such classics as Thor, Alien the Illustrated Story, Manhunter, and Star Slammers, has returned to his love of Norse mythology in the pages of Ragnarok. Like all our AE books and portfolios, each image has been meticulously scanned and reproduced to the same exacting standards that have made artist editions the most imitated line in comics. Limited to 250 copies. Uh, released September 2015, 10 by 15 inches, 12 plates, 40 US. This was not released through Diamond. It was a convention exclusive and therefore an IDW exclusive. So after the convention circuit, it became available on the IDW site. I purchased it last month through the IDW 20th anniversary sale, so I got 20% off. Finally committed to it. Got it for 32 US plus shipping. So I got it with a bunch of other stuff. Of course, a pile of newspaper strips. I think I talked about that last month. And then realized there was a bunch of more things I wanted, so then I ordered an, a second order before the sale ended because I'm a sucker. 
But uh, what I find interesting about this is we, you know, it's very rare that we get a production run uh, with these books. They do do that, do do, they do that for uh, convention exclusives, and I think that's the only reason we saw it. Because when they have a signed edition or something convention limited, they will tell you how many they have. So this, I think that's why we saw a print run on this. Uh, it's interesting uh, that these por- the portfolio line. Now I'll talk about more about this in the portfolio article that I'll put up next month. Um, that uh, the mixture of old material and then what you know the two lock and key portfolios, which IDW publishes, and then this Ragnarok, which is a current project that they had published. So perhaps uh, why go with a portfolio on this? Why not do a Ars edition proper? Interesting. We'll have to wait and see. Twelve plates, six covers. Uh, they were all mixed up inside the portfolio. Normally, they're in order. There's no real table of contents here. It's just you know one to six main invariants. So I had to do some digging online. I think I went to Comic Vine and looked up every cover, and then I put them in order: um, regular cover, variant cover, one to six, and then that's what I use for the uh, um, review. Great images. I mean, they're they're new. Uh, Simon's keeps his art. They're gorgeous. Uh, just great, great images. Really clean, bright white. Uh, awesome portfolio again, like it always is. Um, Sean Lee's the designer here, but he used uh, Simonson's. Uh, <laughs> he used Dog's design, except he dropped one color. Normally, we'd see an additional color, but uh, he just used uh, white, the red, and then black as an accent. So, uh, down one instead of four colors, he used three. Uh, just an excellent product all around. That's, uh, yeah, surprisingly, that's all I reviewed for the month. Tried to keep busy on other things. I've been, you know, behind the scenes things, uh, back and forth on this uh, this portfolio article. I also got uh, contacted Randy Dalk and got his thoughts on the profo- on his portfolio design. Hey, goodbye to that with what Scott Dunbeer provided. I think we're going to have a nice uh, little bit of uh, information from these creators. And um, then we'll just talk about the portfolio, breaking it down, talk about the 10, the design, the material, where it came from, why was it for portfolios, how does it compare, what's the what's the what, what, and uh, get into the particulars like that. I think it should be a good, fun, long article. And that's something maybe that I should be doing with the site, I mean everything's sort of ongoing, and this is a this is something that's actually closed out. The other thing I'd love to do is talk to people involved with the books. I'd, I'd like to talk to every publisher and just ask them about the schedules, you know, why they pick the material, the des- how they came up with the design, that kind of thing. Dark Horse, uh, Dynamite, Graffiti Designs. Uh, so, anybody from any of those places, please reach out to me. I'd like to be doing that a little bit more on the site. I uh, also made a big change this month. I think I talked about it last month. I don't remember. Show notes would be helpful for that kind of thing. But I, I've eliminated every preview from the site now. I'm not interested in previews of the books because the previews are just scans of the art. They're not actually of the book. They're just you know, pre-production, a page here, a page there. Uh, I used to have them to try and stay competitive. Um, 13th Dimension seems to have the lockup with IDW for these previews. They get the preview material. So that's fine. I just want to review the books. 
I don't want to I don't want to look at something that's not published and of the book. So that's what I'm focusing on. I've done some redirects on the site, so if you if you, there was links out there for the previews, they direct to the reviews now. That's just the way I want to go. Um, I think I talked about it as well before. Wow, I say that a lot this month. I'm still working on that uh, print versus digital article. I seem to have fallen behind on that as well. You say I'm falling behind. What is this guy doing? Uh, I also I maintain a bunch of websites on the side. It's not my regular job. Uh, and I write once a week for comicbookdaily.com. If you've uh, that's where I review the newspaper strips, the European books that I like, and talk about whatever comes up that I have a chance to discuss. So that's my uh, other side. And then I have another website, evalve.net, which I've had since 98, that I just, you know, put up articles from here or there. It's, I really ignored it lately. I used to repost articles, but I found it just it can't be bothered doing it anymore. Aeindex.org um, is my focus, and it's, it is my site solely. I've got nothing else going there. So there's that. I did attend... Um, I attended the Motor City Comic Con in Detroit uh, two weeks ago, two weekends ago, and I brought some artist editions to get signed, and I didn't actually get any of them signed. Uh, Alan Davis was there. I wanted him to get some stuff. Oh, that's not true. Alan Davis was there. I wanted to get something signed because, again, I'm trying to determine uh, creators when faced with an artist edition, will they sketch, will they remark, you know, a small sketch, will they do a larger image, will they just sign, will they charge, will they not? And that seems to be all over the place. So I, I had I brought a couple books. None of them were dedicated to the artist because there was no dedicated artist there. So Alan Davis was there and Gene Ha was there. So I brought three artist editions that Alan Davis is in. The Marvel covers, uh, the Marvel covers Modern and... The Miracle Man. I waited in line twice, and the, it was just so long that I, thought, I don't want to wait for this. I don't know what he's doing. He's he was charging for head sketches. Um, very nice gentleman. I just didn't want to wait. I had three books that I'm I forget it. Went to Gene Ha. He was happy to sign my book for me. Uh, no sketch, but no charge. So that's good to know. I need to make an index of because uh, I like to index everything. I want to index creators and what they do and get that up uh, for me as far as con appearances go uh, Stan Sakai is going to be at the Fan Expo Canada in August I want to get my two gallery editions to him to get those signed yeah, I know he sketches all the time in those so I'd like to get those done uh, I'm Working with other people, I'm on the fence about New York. I really want to go to New York because then I can I can speak to every publisher of AE format books in person, get some information, get some contacts, and see if I can get some emails going, get some Q and A's going, that kind of information. Because I'd like to meet Scott Dunbar in person. I'd like to talk to Graffiti Designs. I'd like to talk to Dynamite. I'd like to talk to Dark Horse in person. And I don't know if uh, Kitchen Sink would be there, if John Lind would be there. I'd like to meet him in person as well. So the, New York is the best opportunity for me. I'm on the East Coast uh, near Toronto, Canada. So that's a good opportunity for me. Um, New York is, of course, like one of the most expensive cities to visit in the world. Uh, hotel prices are crazy. Uh, I'm trying to go with a bunch of other guys and make it worthwhile. 
four-day show, lots of opportunities to meet and greet, I thought. And that's, uh, I mean, a giant list of creators. I'm not sure I'd haul my artist editions like I did to Baltimore last year where I had the suitcase and 20 artist editions. I don't think I'd do that again. Uh, I also attended uh, TCAF this year again, like uh, I do every year. I love TCAF. Got some good things. Uh, nobody there to sign any uh, AE format books this year. I did talk to Jack Cohen, the uh, media relations for Fantagraphics, and uh, harassed her about these two gallery Fantagraphics art editions and uh, what happened to the Crumb one. And she said these they're still working on the Crumb volume, so be patient. And these two just fit the publishing schedule and... Uh, it all worked out, so that's how we ended up with two being solicited the same month. I, it boggled my mind why you wouldn't want to space those out, but I guess they feel like the audience is so different. Daniel Klaus and Ed Pisker, we'll see. Uh, Ed Pisker's been great online. Uh, social He's very active in social media. He posts pages, and he says, oh, this is going to be in the in the, uh, the Fantagraphics edition. Um, Jack Cohen told me that the Dan Klaus one design is just beautiful. Uh, same designer as did the Jaime Hernandez. Uh, uh, so that's going to be a really awesome looking book. All right, I think that's it for me for this month. I was surprised uh, actually at the limited number of reviews I did. And going forward, what material am I going to be reviewing? I've still got some uh, Mobius French editions. I got three of those I could be reviewing. I've got basically everything that I've got to review is uh, is the non AE format size. So it's original art, but I got to get to it. Like the the Flesks Hellboy uh, volume and some other things like that. All right, so you can find me again. It's Scott Vanderpool at the Artist Edition Index, AEindex.org. Email me at scott at AEindex.org. Facebook slash Artist Edition Index or on Twitter at AEindex. Please uh, shoot me an email, ask me a question. I have not had a letter in a couple months. I'd love to get some uh, some questions so I can provide feedback. Uh, we're active on the forums. Always uh, click the forum link, and you'll that will take you to the Tapatalk forums, which is always fun. That's why I don't have any comments on the site. I'd rather just you go to and we discuss it as a group on the forum as well. Support the show, uh, support the site, more importantly <laughs> than the show. Uh, Patreon, or now I've added PayPal me. Or as always, please use the affiliate links to order some books. This, uh, I was surprised. This is the first deal alert I've posted where nobody ordered anything from it. So that's a bit surprising. I thought, I thought for sure that mad artist edition would get more interest, but, um, it has not gone out to my newsletter, which I should mention that as well. The newsletter, uh, big banner, big link at the bottom of every page now. Sign up for the newsletter. It goes out at 3 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. You get the recap of the week. And you know what I know in the world of AE. All right. Thanks. And we'll talk again next month.